Welcome back, everyone. Welcome. And this is episode dos of yes. the rebooted Real Japan podcast. I am Kenzo. And I am Ferg. And it's nice to have everyone else back again for another week of juicy headlines. Yes, sir. Uh, how's, uh, how's life been treating you, man? Oh, it's going okay, thanks. Um, I mean, get, we'll talk about more it. snow up there? Not really. We've had a little bit, but it's seriously thin on the ground, which is very unusual for this area at this time of year. I mean, we'll talk about mm-hmm. it more in the news section. Yeah, okay, okay. Because it's almost the end of February, so... Yeah. Exactly. Well... In a normal year, February would be sort of the peak of snow falling and snow on the ground, right? Right, right, right. But, yeah, it's crazy to think that probably now we're going to go into spring and there's not much snow on the ground as it is. Mm-hmm, so. mm-hmm. You still going out, like, a couple times a week? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I mean, mm. yeah, the ski resort is uh, open. But, right. you know, like... There was a, there was, it was sort of snowing on and off, um, all day, a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yesterday I had a few hours free and I thought, right, I'm going to head up to the ski resort. It's going to be good now because, you know, although it was, um, it was snowing fairly lightly where I am, but I live a, a little bit lower than the ski resort. So I was hoping it would have snowed a lot at the ski resort when I got there. Yeah, it was just, yeah. you know even worse than before the problem is it's not it hasn't it, the temperatures haven't been cold enough and the snow hasn't had the chance to build up and make that strong base so as soon as new snow mm-hmm. falls it just sort of you know melts again or dissipates and it's not good man oof man that's that's tough yes sir they got like what the machines out there the snow machines Oh, they do have the machines, yeah, but the problem with the machines is A, the coverage is not so good. Like, even if yeah, they have the machines yeah. going full blast, they only cover a couple of courses. B, mm. the snow quality isn't so good with the machines. You know, yeah, especially if the weather's yeah. warm, it still just melts away again. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I think that the... Uh, resorts are a little bit hesitant to use them because of you know the expense associated with right, using yeah. them. You know, changing all that water into snow. Mm, mm. So yeah, it's not ideal. Yeah. What about yeah. you? How how have you been doing? How's things in in the big city? Um. Well, no snow here. That's for sure. Yeah. It's been uh. It's, it's been rather warm. Ooh. Uh, nice, nice weather for a change. Yeah, it doesn't feel like winter at all, does it? It feels no, like it feels spring. Like, to like me. spring, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, got a bit of rain, you know. That's about it. Mm. Um, mm. I had the uh, the exterminator come. Oh yeah. Try what? to get rid of my mouse problem. Damn mice, eh? Yeah, they're everywhere, man. Yeah. Where wh- where do they get in, in in your house? Or, or like, where are they when, you know, because you must know that they're there somehow, right? Yeah, apparently this time around, because, mm. because I had a mouse problem before, mm. and I had the exterminator come in, and, mm. I mean, there were, you know, various places yeah. ar- around the exterior of the house where they could, you know, squeeze in. Yeah. So yeah. plugged all those up, and this was about maybe a, oh man, that's probably maybe three years ago. Mm. And everything's been fine up until maybe about you know two or three months ago. I, mm. I could hear them upstairs again. Yeah, is that in the in they the were, roof? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, they were having a party. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, rustling around. Oh and, man, yeah. Uh, so I was like, damn it, and I got called the people up again. Yeah. And this time it was it was the same guy. Yeah, uh, and yeah. He, and he remembered from last time. He remembered from a few years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah, he remembered. Yeah. 
So yeah. he was like, well, you know, it has to be a new hole because I remember plugging up all the other ones. Yeah. And then, so he looked around the house and he found a, um, like, there's a place on my mm. house where, like, the power lines come in. Mm, yeah. And from, from like, the, the main power pole outside. Yeah, yeah. And, and there was, like, a li- little hole right there that yeah. was not, like, plugged up yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, and that's where they were coming in and out. Um, yeah. So plug that up and yeah. uh, you know put up put some traps up. Oh yeah, in, yeah. In the roof, yeah. yeah. So he's he's gonna come back in a couple weeks and yeah, and check on the traps. Unless, yeah. unless I start smelling something before then, but yeah. But uh, you know it's winter, so I think even if the yeah. Even if they got caught in the traps, and they started decomposing, like it mm. probably wouldn't smell too bad. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Where, yeah. Whereas in the summer, you know, that would be be pretty bad. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. 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 As damn yeah. mice, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Speaking. Yeah. Speaking of mice and, and homes. Uh, yeah. A good friend of mine, he remodeled his mm. like part a part of his house, just like. Oh right. Uh, yeah. Two, two rooms, like mm. and there was like an upstairs bedroom yeah. and a restroom that he remodeled. And he said when he, when they remodeled it, you know, they took out the, mm. the ceiling panels and everything. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And they found uh, eight dead mice, like, Damn. up in the ceiling. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're everywhere, man. Oh, tell me about it. But, yeah. um, especially... Here, you know, I live in an old house in the countryside. It's like mm-hmm. mouse paradise. But uh, do you ever do you ever hear them like? Up oh, the for sure, for sure. But what? So what I did was, you know, and I had been doing my best with all like traps, and you can get mm. these things that um, make like a smell, right? That supposedly right, the mice yeah. don't like. Supposedly they don't like it. Yeah. Yeah, I never found any of that to be super effective. And then, so I got these uh, devices from Amazon, these ultrasonic things, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it just had, like, no effect, basically, I found. Yeah, yeah, I, I tried my hand with the ultrasonics, and yeah. uh, they, they just do not seem to care. <laughs> but one of the ones I got had this... It, I like a button that says the super strong mode or something. Mm-hmm. When you put it on, it makes this horrible noise that like humans can hear as well, right? Like a very oh, high so pitched you... noise. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. It's, mm. You know, it's quite loud. And, you know, when people have come to my house, I've put it on for them so they can hear it. And everyone hates it. But I sort of just got used to this noise and started uh-huh. just playing this noise loads and loads. Uh, like leaving it on when I go to bed and stuff like that. Right. And the mice just went away. It worked. Really? Yeah. I mean, the downside wow. is I got rid of the my mi- the mouse mouse problem, but now I have this horrible noise problem. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's working okay for me personally. Wow. I find it's much worse in the winter months when it's cold outside. The yeah, because mice... they wanna they wanna warm up indoors. Exactly. Yeah. 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 They don't bother me so much in the summer months once it gets warm. Yeah, I was thinking back. I mm. never had, because you know, I lived in California for mm. nearly 30 years. Yeah, yeah. And it was pretty rare to have mice issues. Yeah, yeah. I was just, I, I was like, oh, it's because it's like warm outside. Yeah. More yeah. or less, you know, for the the entire year. Yeah. So the mice don't need to go in the roof. Mm, yeah. 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 I think, yeah, as you say, unless you have lots of uh, food, open food everywhere, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then, you know, so long as you make it moderately uncomfortable for them, they probably shouldn't come in if it's warm outside. It's yeah, when it's, yeah. you know, it's when it becomes a comfortable environment for them. That's when they like mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm gonna get a cat one day and get rid of this noise thing. Yeah, that's that's the best way to do it. Yeah, get a mm. cat. Yes, yeah. sir. 
Although my mother has a cat and mm. she still has mice, so oh really? I guess it, I guess it depends on the cat. Yeah, some cats are better hunters than others, aren't they? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, just a quick question for our <laughs> because <laughs> listeners might be tuning out as we talk about general things that aren't really specific to Japan. But um, if you have a cat, will or or in the case of your mother's cat, does she? let it roam around outside because lots of japanese cats are kept indoors aren't they yeah yeah she's an indoors cat yeah so mm. that might have something to do with it mm. mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's interesting but that is it's much more common in japan isn't it i only met one or two indoor cats in the uk previously mm. before coming to japan in the UK, I think it's much more common just to let cats roam around, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my uh, my grandmother in mm. in the US, she mm. she has a bunch of cats, but they just mm. run wild. Yeah, go yeah. where they please. Yeah, same as UK then. But if I do get a cat here in the countryside, I'll let it run around. In the countryside, mm-hmm. it should be okay, you know. I think. Yeah, yeah. Presumably, there's not mm. too much, uh, you know, car traffic in your area, so yeah, exactly. Be... Yeah. Yeah. Too dangerous, yeah. Y- yes, sir. But okay, maybe we'll move it along then to the, the topics of the day. Mm. Um, yep. Who's going right, first? I'll, I'll, I'll throw down with, with my article then. Okay. So it's an article from a couple weeks back. Yep. And uh, so in. In Tokyo, there's a television station called Tokyo MX. Okay. It's it's kind of a it's kind of a local access type station. Oh, all right. Yeah. It's it's not one of the big major networks. It's kind of one of those lower tier ones. Oh, okay. Yep. And um, so a little over a year ago, they had this uh, program mm. where they invite contestants onto a, like a game show. Mm. And the top prize was a Lamborghini. Good prize. Yeah, so whoever wins can uh, take drive the Lambo home. Mm. And the contestants, here's where it kind of gets weird, is the Mm. contestants had to pay an entry fee, entrance fee. Yeah. Of uh, one and a half million yen, which is... uh, very uh, 15, expensive. 15,000 US. Yeah. Damn. So uh, they had uh, maybe, uh, I don't know, 10 guys uh, yeah. on the show. Yeah. And one, one guy won. That's but, good. Uh, over a year later, he has yeah. still not received his car. That's not good. Yeah. And so the television mm. station cuz cuz the tv station outsourced the production to like a production company mm. yeah and so the, the the guy who you know he wants his car mm. uh so he's been telling the tv station to give him his damn car and yep. the tv station is like well it's not our problem because the production company is the one you should be talking to yeah um but then uh, but he was like, no, you, know, you guys need to take care of this. You know, you're the one that broadcast it, right? Certainly, yeah. And uh, but, but so now the television company mm. uh, got back to him and they said, uh, so we've been trying to contact the production company, mm. but they're not answering their phone. Oh, that's not good. And that's where the story stands. Um, do you think he has any legal sort of recourse is there any way for him to get the courts involved raise a civil suit maybe i i think that's the only way he's ever going to get anything mm. out of it mm. but then it's like but then he's got foot all the legal fees yeah yeah i bet as well they probably made him sign a contract that says something like oh you know oh yeah like it was like a was what they call it, like arbitration yeah like we reserve the right to like you know, change the prize at any time or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So that sounds it sounds like a total scam, doesn't it? Just getting these. Yeah, it does. Y- you know, making contestants pay all that money up front, which I've never heard mm-hmm. of for a game show. Yeah, yeah, I've never heard of that either. Yeah, I mean, that would have been like for me. That would have mm. been the first red flag. Yeah, if I was gonna, 
try to enter this competition. Yeah, certainly. Was it like a quiz competition or like just some kind well, of was, lucky thing or? I mean, it was it was, one of, it was a typical you know Japanese mm. variety show. Oh, they call okay. Them, where yeah. They play like yeah. Like technically, they're playing games, right? Mm. But all the games are more or less purely based on luck mm. kind yeah. of games. Yeah, yeah. They'll do like rock paper scissors kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I mean, there's no real. It's not like. Um, you know, like who wants to be a millionaire? That kind yeah. of thing, where there's yeah. some element of yeah. skill involved. Yeah, yeah. So you said there was about more or less like ten people in in, in the show, ten contestants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they each paid one and a half million. So that's right. fifteen million yen, like one hundred and fifty thousand, roughly. Speaking. Yeah. So it's probably about the cost of a. Yeah, Lambo. yeah. yeah. Well, no, no, that was a little bit more, I guess. But yeah, and I guess they're hoping they'll make up the difference with the with the advertising and yeah, yeah. That's no good, is it? They should have just. Yeah. Why did it have to be a Lambo? It should be a normal car. I guess it's more exciting if it's a. Yeah, it's more exciting. I mean, yeah. as far as uh, the viewers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn! What would you be doing if it was in, if that was you? If you'd been promised a Lambo and some shady game show hadn't delivered? I don't. I don't know, man. Because it's like, like you you want to take him to court, but then mm. you think, well, if I do, mm. even if I get the car and I sell yeah. it, yeah, I still might be in the red. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, assuming you let's assume you can sell the Lambo for I don't know two hundred grand. Yeah. yeah. It's like, well, but is it going to cost me more than that to get it? Yeah. Plus, there's no guarantee. Even if you win the court case, there's no guarantee you'll actually get the Lambo, right? Because say if he wins the case against this production company, they might just declare bankruptcy and then. Yeah, yeah, and then you would be. Left with nothing except the legal fees. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Poor guy. You do got to kind of feel for him a bit. Like you said, it's, you know, he probably should have noticed something was up when he had to pay all that money yeah. to be on a game show. But it's like, yeah. but it's like, well, the, yeah. it's run by a, well, you know, like a proper television station. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you would think that they would uh, honor their yeah. end of the bargain. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. It looks like uh, looks not not looking good for him to get his car. Damn poor guy, eh? Yeah. Oh well, we'll have to look out for updates on that, eh? Yeah, maybe maybe he will get his car, and yep. we'll keep everyone posted. Or maybe we'll see someone who looks like a TV executive driving around a new Lambo. Yeah, the same car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know what happened to the car. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. Okay. Shall we move on to the next one? Yeah. Sure. My story is kind of a big topic, but um, as we talked about at the start of the show, the warm winter is causing issues here in Japan, particularly mm -hmm. for the ski industry. Um, the reason I wanted to talk about this was because one of the uh, ski resorts that has been affected by this warm winter, this global warming, is a local ski resort. It's called Izuna Kogen Ski Resort. And this ski resort, it was quite a nice little ski resort. I went a few times last year. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was, it's, it was the closest ski resort to Nagano City. It was operated by the city itself. And it hosted... Does that mean it was kind of an affordable option because it was publicly owned? Yes, yeah. It was a little bit cheaper than other ski resorts. I mean, it mm -hmm. was... Um, it was not a huge... It was not a, a very big ski resort either. It was kind of a family-oriented one. But... Okay. Um, it also hosted some events in the 1998 Nagano Winter Olympics. So oh, that's cool. 
you know, it had a bit of a history. A bit of history there, yeah. Yeah, kind of a nice one, a popular local ski resort. But unfortunately, last weekend it closed for good. Oh, no. It's gone. Yeah. They... There's no plans for it to ever reopen? It's, it's gone? No, nope, it's gone. Oh. They started That's a shame. Dismantling the lifts. Oh, really? Wow. Not... Yeah, they got right to work, huh? Yes, sir. It's yeah, not just wow. this season, yeah. This is it finished for good. They had, on their final day, they just opened it up. They said, okay, lifts are free. Anyone can get on. Oh, that's nice of them. Yeah, had a little kind of closing ceremony festival thing, yeah. which I, I didn't go to, but mm. yeah, and then it, and then it's gone. It is it is a shame. I think, like I said, it was kind of a nice little ski resort. Right, right. Yeah, there were, oh, so at, when it closed, it had only had the full resort open. Like the f- the full all all ski courses had only mm. been open for eight days. With, you know, the season. Wow. Yeah, the season was supposed to start for this ski resort um, around mid December, around the twentieth of December. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was delayed a few weeks into the beginning of January, and then even after it opened, it was only able to have a few uh, courses open. There wow. was the number of visitors this year was approximately three thousand eight hundred um, until it closed, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which was the lowest number ever. Now that's only for half a season, right? But, right. But listen to this: the previous lowest number of visitors ever was in two thousand and fifteen. And in 2015, there were almost 19,000 visitors. And this year, they had 3,800. Right, right. When it closed. Even assuming that... So that's half. So you double that, you get a little bit over 7,000. Yeah. It's like like one-third of their their lowest. Yes. And, um, you know, this isn't the only ski resort that is suffering from this warm winter. Mm-hmm. Um, I read an article that said that as of the end of January, about 30% of ski resorts in Japan, so almost one third, had not opened um, due wow. to the lack of snow. Oh, time to start uh, shorting all those ski resort stocks. Oh, yes, sir. Well... Yeah. Yeah, sorry, I should say it wasn't 30% of all ski resorts. It was 30% of the ski resorts that they surveyed. But they surveyed well over 300 ski resorts. So, so yeah, it was probably a pretty good representative sample there. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. There was just a couple more examples. There was a another ski resort in Shimane Prefecture. Mm-hmm. Um, the operating company of that ski resort announced yesterday, I think it was that they announced yesterday that uh, they're going to declare insolvency because they haven't been able to open the ski resort for oh, damn. a single day this season. There's no snow, huh? Yep. Or, or at least not enough to ski on. Exactly. Yeah. There was uh, more ski resorts in Gifu, um, haven't been open all season. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And one of those ski resorts, uh, Ibi Korgen, they just gave up. They said they're not okay. That's it. This season is finished. We'll we're not going to open this season. We'll concentrate on next season. Mm. And that's the first time that's happened since 1963 when the ski resort opened. Wow. Yeah, more ski resorts in Hiroshima. Um, Osa. Ski resort. Mm-hmm. They finally opened yesterday, and we're recording this in the middle of February. Yeah, yeah. So they missed half the season. There was uh, in Hakuba. Uh, you know the the mountains in in Hakuba are, are in Nagano. Are, are, yeah, it's a pretty uh, popular area. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're 
arguably the second sort of largest or most popular ski area after Hokkaido, I would say. Mm -hmm. Maybe yeah, yeah. In terms of visitors and in terms of number of ski resorts, they might be even bigger than Hokkaido, but... Yeah, because of its uh, relative proximity to uh, mm. the Tokyo area. Exactly, yes, and yeah. ease of access. Mm -hmm. But uh, at the beginning of February, they had like a sort of event to raise awareness about climate change there, with uh, people mm -hmm. sort of skiing down the mountain holding uh, signs with messages that said things like, I hope to have a Hakuba where I can still ski as an adult. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's rough, man. And you got to think too mm. like so uh, a lot of these ski resorts mm. so so this year is has been a bust. Yes. You know, with, yes. with some closing and mm. some not even opening. Yes. And some opening but with greatly reduced yes uh, days. Yes. And you know a lot of them like if this happens for like another year, like mm. next year, mm. yes, exactly. You're, you're gonna see a lot more just like exactly. just closing up shop, you know. Yes, exactly. Because the thing is, these are businesses. Mm -hmm. They, mm -hmm. you know, depending on their financial position, they can maybe withstand one bad year, right? But yeah, yeah. But the, if it turns into like two in a row, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if there's like I wonder if they can get insurance for that. Oh, I'm sure there is some kind of insurance, maybe. Yeah. But the the problem is that, you know, the insurance companies aren't stupid either. If they, you know, if it, if it keeps happening, they just raise the premiums to the point mm -hmm. where... Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, they'll always cover themselves, won't they? So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if the business is unsustainable, it, it doesn't change the fact that it's unsustainable, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I read just globally... The January was the hottest January ever um, since records began. With global temperatures were about one degree above the average for January mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, in the twentieth century. Wow! The previous hot this this is the worrying thing though. The previous hottest January ever was in twenty sixteen. Mm, so it's uh it's accelerating. And, yeah, and the four yeah. warmest Januarys ever have all occurred since 2016. So that means basically 2016 basically every year. 2017, 2018 and 2019 yeah. or 2020. Maybe out of those five like four of them have been the hottest ever. Right, right, right. And the 10 warmest ever have all occurred since two, 2002. Yeah, it's just every year it seems to be getting warmer and warmer. And when you yeah, think about it, yeah. like you know, okay, since two thousand and two, maybe in you know, just round it up and call it twenty years. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. In, in a human lifetime, that's you know, yeah, kind of a long time, I guess. But yeah. On like a global scale, that's nothing. That's so short a time, isn't it? Twenty years and yeah, that's a that's a blink of an eye. Exactly. Yeah. Mm hmm. Very worrying indeed. Yes, but you know, people tell me global warming's mm. a hoax. <laughs> Who told you that? <laughs> that's what my that's what my president told me. <laughs> a Chinese hoax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Chinese made it up. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I definitely think it's. Uh, I think climate change is real. Oh no! Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure it's a. It's a thing. Mm. I mean, the problem is, it's what impact can an individual have? It's a problem, isn't it? You know. Well, so, okay, here's what you do. Yep. Is uh, you stop using plastic straws. Okay, that's good. I don't use them anyway, but, but yeah, okay. And apparently, well, as far as the state of California is concerned, apparently mm. that is, uh, that's going to stop global warming. No mm. more straws. Yep. 
<laughs> Are there any more steps or is that? <laughs> no, that's it. Just no more straws. Oh dear. Uh, no more straws and was it? No more plastic bags. Mm. Yeah, I think then, those I think then you're good. They're good steps, certainly. And I do try yeah, and use yeah. the um you know, take my own bags instead of buying bags at the supermarket. Well yeah, especially since they started charging me for bags. Yes, sir. Not what that's all about. Yes, sir. Uh, um, but although I gotta say, those, those, those yeah. the the paper straws, mm. those are garbage, man. I can't stand those. Are they? I've never actually used one. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, so you get your, you know you put your straw in your drink, mm. and that's, within like ten minutes, it just like dissolves into like a mush. Yeah. Yeah. And so you either have to just, you know, toss it and not have a straw yeah. or use another one. Yeah, I guess we could all get used to drinking things without straws. I mean, I know there are times, like, for example, when you're driving, that it's useful to have a straw. But, you know, if you're mm -hmm. just sitting in, in a restaurant, in a McDonald's or wherever, you don't really need a straw, do you then? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um yeah, the only time I mm. feel like I have to use one is whenever I'm driving. Mm. Yeah. Um, but, but then, but then, see, the thing is, like, when you're driving, like, usually, mm. like, you'll take a sip, mm. and then you'll put it down, and it might it might be like, you know, maybe another five minutes until you take the next sip. Yep. Yep. So by the time you've taken between like maybe four and five sips, like the straw has already just melted, disintegrated yeah. into your drink. Yeah. 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 What about those, um, don't some people now take their own straws with them, like a, uh, like, oh, are those like metal the, straws? Yeah, the, the stainless steel ones, yeah. Yeah, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think that's a decent idea, but then it's like, oh, i got to mm. carry a straw around all the time. Yeah, and it's going to be I mean, it's, it's a it, lot easier, it, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, gonna, it's mm. I guess, relatively speaking, it's easier for women. Because it, a lot mm. of times women will have like a like a handbag or something. Yeah, but they're still you might still have uh, hesitate to put it. You know, after you've had it in a in a cup of coke. Yeah, to, what do you do with it? Yeah, well, I, I suppose guess you, you could carry around a Ziploc bag. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But 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 then but see then the problem is mm. you can't wash the Ziploc bag. Right? No. Yeah, then you're gonna have to throw that so away, right? You, you have to you have to throw out the plastic bag. Yeah, that's no good, is so it? So then it's like at that point you might as well just use a plastic straw. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know, man. Yeah, like I said, I I think it's rare that I use straws. I bet if you followed me in my everyday life, you'd probably find more occasions where I use straws. But I feel like it's rare now. Because usually yeah. when I go to McDonald's, I either get water or coffee. Right, 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 right. Well, well, we could all carry around like sippy cups. That would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, and it's like you know, no, no spillage in the car. Yes, right? sir. You can wash it and reuse it. Yes, sir. But just um, returning to climate change, it is kind of an interesting topic in Japan and maybe it's something that we'll come back to in um, you know future episodes because we don't really have time mm. to go into it in detail now but uh, you know the the Japanese the sort of energy mix like the or the fuel mix where the kind of fuel that power stations use here in Japan to generate power is based much more so than most other Western countries on coal and yeah I think yeah I read an natural article gas. Uh, yeah like the well over half yeah. of the power generated in Japan is from coal exactly yeah. yeah and you know this is right at a time when countries other countries in the West are trying to move away from coal you know toward mm -hmm. more renewable mm -hmm. sources of power and less polluting sources of power. You know, Japan is focusing on trying to make coal more sustainable by introducing new technology that supposedly makes right, 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 
right, right. Makes uh, these power stations less polluting, but mm-hmm. you know, it does seem like it's an interesting move for Japan, and it does seem like you, you know you'd hope there'd be more appetite for renewable power in Japan, but there just yeah, yeah. isn't really. You know, well, I mean, ever since mm-hmm. they fucked everything up with the exactly. nuclear power, exactly right because yeah. Nuclear power, for all its other disadvantages, doesn't pollute in the same way that fossil fuels do, right? I mean, you have nuclear waste, but that's a tiny volume compared to pumping out all the CO2 from, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, from fossil fuels. So, But now that, of course, they shut down basically all the nuclear power plants, it means that Japan is in a difficult position. Right? That are still exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, all yep. the other ones have gotten. What, what is it? Because they shut. They have to shut them down mm-hmm. every couple of years for maintenance. Yeah, yeah. But then once they get shut down, all the protesters come out, mm. and uh, they can't start them back up anymore. So they just kind of sit there. Exactly. Yeah. And the thing is, after Fukushima, they made all these new rules that were very strict about, you know, strengthening the defenses around the power stations, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. nuclear power stations. And, you know, this has taken the power companies a lot of time and a lot of money to build those defences and invest money to strengthen their and renew their nuclear power facilities. And it gives it also gives many avenues for local residents to protest the, and to challenge the restarts of the nuclear power plants. I mean, like I said, like it is just an interesting issue in Japan, the sort of renewable energy, Japan's position in climate, uh, on climate matters. I think, I don't know, perhaps I'm wrong on this, but I, you know, I think there was probably a time, maybe a little bit before our time, when Japan would be sort of a bit of a leader in those areas, you know, in terms of, yeah, yeah, you know, leading the way in advanced technologies, you know, more sort of less polluting technologies and less polluting methods of manufacturing and transport and things whereas now it seems if anything they're becoming you know a sort of laggard in those areas they're falling behind the international community but well hopefully things will improve my big worry about climate change is that we hit a tipping point where it suddenly becomes much worse yeah, yeah, like a, like an exponential curve kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. But, well, shall we move on to another story? Because we've probably spent enough time talking about... Yeah, 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 sure. Talking about that. Um, so, yeah, um, in summary, keep using those paper straws and everything will be fun. <laughs> and enjoy, <laughs> enjoy your skiing while you can. Yeah, yeah. Oh, just quickly on um, skiing. Oh, yep. sorry, just, there was, um, in Hokkaido, there's an American man lost at the moment with snowboarding um, around the area of Asahidake Ski Resort, um, out of bounds, which I have warned people about on this podcast before, but hopefully, you know, hopefully they find him safe and sound. I'm sure his family are, you know, going mad with worry, but yeah, yeah, yeah hopefully he's found okay. Yeah, we wish him the best and yeah, hope hope they find him. Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay, so uh, move on to a bit lighter <laughs> news. Yep. Um, it's an article I read pretty recently. Um, mm. There is a a woman. Uh, I think she, I think she's from Vietnam. Mm. I'm not sure. But um, she, on on Facebook Marketplace, mm. was selling uh, JLPT, which is a Japanese language proficiency test. Yep. Uh, she was selling certificates of completion. Yep. For various, uh, there's different levels. Mm. Uh, what, what, the lowest one was what, N, what, four? I think? I think four or five, yeah. I'm not sure, but... Mm. Yeah, but pretty much the lowest one all the way up to the highest one, you pay her $100 and she will uh, 
forge a completion certificate, uh, which you can then yep. present to your employer or potential employer. Yep. And uh, show them that you know your Japanese. Wow. Um, how, sorry. Yeah, how, the thing is, how much know, was she charging? Uh, one hundred US. That's not too bad, is it? Yeah, it's a good price. Yeah. Yeah. Probably it costs about that to take the test, I should have thought. Yeah, only you're guaranteed to pass. Yes, sir. Do you get yeah. to specify what score you want on it? I think so. I think you can specify everything, yeah. Wow, that's pretty good, yeah, isn't so it? It's, it's custom, man. Yes, sir. If you yeah. were to specify the score, would you just give yourself full marks, or would you make it believable? Like... Uh, yeah, I, w I would... If I were to order one such certificate, I would definitely <laughs> yeah. make it a make it a believable score. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, but yeah, so the mm. the thing that surprised me the mm. most uh, after reading this article was, like, say I'm an employer, mm. and you know I require you know I know N two, right? Yep. And so you know a potential hire comes to me with their certificate. Mm. Um, apparently, yep. the because the certification process is run by by the government, right? Mm. I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, they might outsource various stuff, but mm. uh, it's run by the government. So, but as a private party, like, mm. so if I'm an employer, mm. I I have no way of verifying. Oh, don't you? Oh, they can't no. do a check. That's interesting. No. So basically, all you have to go on is yeah. the certificate. Yeah, that's interesting. Which kind of just adds fuel to yeah, you know, the audacity of these people to fake yeah. these certificates because there's no way of like there's no way to check. Yeah. Well, I do have a a legitimately obtained one of those certificates, uh -huh. and I have to say, unless they've changed it in the past few years, it's mm -hmm. not. It doesn't look like the kind of thing that would be super difficult to forge. There's no like crazy holograms or anything on it. No, not that I remember. I mean, I don't have it mm. in my hand right now, but it's right. So right, long right. as you could print on like shiny paper, like laminated kind of paper, you know. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Um, it doesn't. If I remember correctly, I don't think it would be too difficult. Yeah, because mm. I I'd always assumed that mm. there was some. You know, website where yeah you could like where you know employers could go to yeah like, punch in the serial number or whatever exactly and, yep yep and make sure you know that it's legit mm -hmm. yep but um yeah apparently there's no like only mm. like you need like a special like clearance with the government yeah. to be able to like access that information yeah and the the vast majority of uh, private sector companies don't have that, so yeah. they just have to kind of take their word for it. Yeah, that's no good, is it? They should have that sort of um, that system, shouldn't they? That if they had that system, it would eliminate this in a. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. you know, in yeah. an instant, and it wouldn't need to involve personal information. You know, it could just have the reference number. You put it in, and it gives you a check like this is a correct reference number and maybe it gives like one other piece of information about like, yeah the... or i mean you could even you could mm. there could be like you know you put in the reference number mm. and like the the last name that's on the certificate yeah. Yeah. and then like you know country of citizenship or you know, yeah and then you hit submit and then if it tells you if they that, match yeah it tells you if that information is uh yeah if it matches up yeah exactly so yeah it wouldn't even need to actually display any yeah. personal information that you don't already have you know exactly yeah yeah so uh but then so recently because this came to light mm. in, uh, in january mm. so now the uh the government and their infinite wisdom yep have come up with this convoluted solution where they're going to use like <laughs> blockchain oh which no is, you know, everyone's favorite <laughs> buzzword right now yeah <laughs> oh and, no yeah, and they got why like, and then like Fujitsu and Sony and they got all oh, these, like, you know, no. these crony big Japanese companies involved oh, that are gonna like make it super secure. Oh no, it's not. Yeah. It's not gonna work, is it? 
<laughs> I can no, just it's... tell. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's going to be bad. Oh, no. That... Without wanting to sound too cynical, but that is exactly the kind of solution that you see sometimes talked about in the news here. <laughs> Where it's like... Yeah, it's like, oh, it's going to be uh, like so forward-thinking and... Exactly as you it's said. amazing. Yeah. Sony, Fujitsu, some other one of these big companies is yeah. going to use, you know, insert buzzword here, blockchain, the internet of yeah, things, blockchain of, and, AI, and, uh, and 5G. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, if you got your, your blockchain, your AI, and your 5G, like, you're golden, man. People will just give you money. Exactly. Oh, dear. Yeah. This, like, with these, um, these uh, certificates of proficiency in the Japanese language, and mm-hmm. N2, I think, in the example that you mentioned there, that would be, right. I think the idea of it is like business language proficiency, right? But not. Yeah, of, I think so, yeah. Um, not like super fluent, but reasonable enough to get by in most day-to-day situations. Mm-hmm. But mm. um, yeah, you would hope, wouldn't you, that the employer or whoever, would not just be relying on this certificate to judge the candidate's ability to use the Japanese yeah, language. You would hope, You'd hope right? that they would just speak to them and immediately yeah. realize, okay, this person does or does not have the, you know, ability in the language. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, presumably mm. if the requirements are like, like N2 or mm. N1, mm. then... I mean, the certificate is just mm. almost like a formality because yeah. they would be able to speak pretty well. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, I think the people that have more trouble with it are mm. like uh, like convenience stores. Mm. Yeah. Where, you know, you just need very basic Japanese. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, a lot of times the, the requirement will be there, you know, mm. for N4 mm. or what have you. So yeah, yeah. You know, just speaking to someone, mm, yeah, it might, be, it might be hard to tell sometimes between like an N four and an N five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. There is no spoken component to the test either, is there? So, you know, maybe mm, that factors into okay. it as well. Yeah, that might have a lot to do with it. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, so any employees got to watch out for those fake certificates yeah watch out and make sure it's uh on glossy paper yep it doesn't look like i printed it out on my printer (laughs) in my living room yes sir yeah although to be fair if you're a normal you know convenience store manager or someone like that or running a small business Mm. how you know these people probably have not seen a ton of these certificates you know and as you yeah, said, if there's no yeah. way for them to really verify it, then mm-hmm, mm-hmm. can't really blame them, can you, for being fooled by these uh, certificates? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I don't, I don't put any blame on the people hiring. I mean, it's mm. not there. I mean, there, there should be systems in place to to verify the authenticity, but mm. yes, sir. such is not the case. Well, should we do one more story? Because it's Kind of related, yeah, yeah. actually. Yeah, we can, we can fit in one more, yeah. So this final story is about driving licenses, but we'll come on to the main story in a second, because there's a component to this story that is related to this heinous forgery. And this is a firefighter in Fukui Prefecture was recently arrested for submitting a fake license to his boss, a fake driving license. It was a large vehicle driving license, Ogata, in Japanese, yeah. Um, He said, um, according to the article that I read, that he found someone on Twitter who offered to make (laughs) such a license for him. He paid 80,000 yen Wow. About 800 US, right? Yeah, Not yeah. a small amount of money. Mm-hmm. And it arrived from China. 
by international delivery. Mm-hmm. Now, the quote from the article, this is translated by me, but basically what it said is, which I want to hear what you think about this. In the article, it said, the fake driving license was difficult to discern from a real driving license, or difficult to distinguish from a real driving license. But the colours, the font, and its size were different. <laughs> well, it was difficult to... It's like, which one is it? Exactly. Exactly, exactly. That's oh, what I thought. Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. I guess what they meant to say was, like, mm. if, if... On a cursory inspection, yes. like, you wouldn't be able to tell. But exactly. if you look at it closely, like, certain things are off. Exactly. It's probably yeah. what they yeah. meant to say, but yeah, yes. you're right. It sounds like a pretty ridiculous statement. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, that, I just thought that was an interesting aside. But the real story mm-hmm. here is uh, on in December last year, the Japanese government changed some of the laws relating to driving licenses. And... You know, one part that the news focused on was that the rules became a bit more strict regarding using your phone when you're driving. Oh, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you might have remembered that being in the news. But one of the other mm. parts that they also changed was that now you can request a, a reissuance of your license whenever you want. So, whereas before, you know, you need to have a valid reason such as losing it for example or it being destroyed but now you can just order one whenever you want and that means as a side effect you can get a new picture on your driving license whenever you want so if you don't like your old picture all you got to do now is go down to the police station or to the driving license center and ask for a new one although presumably you got to pay a a small fee right like a reissuance fee you do do you know how much the reissuance fee is? Uh, 3000 Aha! See, this is part of the story. This is a little, oh. a little bonus extra. So previously, the fee, which I'm impressed that you remembered so well, was 3,500 yen to get mm-hmm. it renewed, which I think is pretty reasonable. About yeah, it's reasonable. About $35 roughly. They reduce that to... 2,250 yen. Oh, that's a deal, man. Yes, sir. So you're saving yeah. a bit over 10 bucks. You can get wow. a nice steak at Denny's for that price. Yeah, you could, yeah. Yes, sir. But so they also relaxed a lot of the rules regarding the photo that you can have on your driving license. Uh, previously, you used to have these sort of like blue background photos that they would actually take at the police station or the driving license center. Um, it's a standard well, color. Al- that... Although I mm. just uh, as as a quick aside, yeah. Even before you could, I mean, mm. as long as the photo met all the requirements, you yeah. could take it yourself. Oh, could you? Yeah, yeah. Because oh. I, I, yeah, I remember the first time. Yeah, I got my license. I just did it myself. Yeah, and did it work? Yeah, yeah, it worked, yeah. I mean, oh, but it had good. to be, you know, yeah. it had to be the blue background and it had to Yeah. like be obviously, you know, the correct size. Yeah. How did you and get the your blue face background? Had to be mm. like, you know, it yeah. had to be, I don't know, 5 millimeters between the top of your head and the edge of the the top edge of the photo. Yeah. It was a it was a pain in the ass, yeah. but How did yeah, you get I, the blue background? On your own. Or did you take it in like one of those photo booths outside, like a convenience store? No, because I think because there was a white wall. Oh, and then you house. filled it in. Yeah, and then I just went I went into Photoshop and just Yeah. Painted the background blue. You can't Photoshop your driving license photo. Yeah, and then I and I you know, I kinda airbrushed the <laughs> Dude <laughs> the, the the wrinkles in my face and oh, it no. good. <laughs> Um, but yeah, well, now you wouldn't need to do that. With a plain white background, that would be fine. Mm. Because now you can have, you know, you can choose your, your background. We did Mm -hmm. discuss this, uh, 
story briefly before recording and you, you couldn't just have a random background, for example, of a supermarket. But, you know, so long as it's just a plain colour and it doesn't clash with, right. like, your clothing, for example, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you can have basically anything so long as they can see you clearly. You can't... That's good to know. Yes, sir. You can't Photoshop your face or use, like, colour contacts or anything oh, like that. Oh, right. No colour contacts, yeah. Yeah. Also, that makes sense. One of the rules... Uh, sorry, one of the things it said in the article that I read was that a lot of uh-huh. the rules vary by the specific sort of police station or your centre or whatever that you go right. to. So, if you go to one and they say you can't do that... Just go to another one, and it should be okay. Oh, okay. Or a different uh, police station. Yeah. Or what have you, right. Or um, one example. What do you think about this example that it said online in this article? For one reason, people might want to change it, was to change the expiration date from the old Heisei-era name to the new... Rewa era name, which was just announced last year and was the big mm-hmm, news mm-hmm. of last year. Would you do that? Would you like to have a new a license that says Rewa no, instead of Hisi? I, I, I really don't care. <laughs> Dude! <laughs> <laughs> Although, that being said, I think because I, I renewed mine Yeah. I think last July. Yeah. So I think mine does say Rewa on it. Ah, trendy. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait till I get the new Rewa on mine. Well, you should just go do it tomorrow. Yeah, I could do I suppose, couldn't I? Yeah, you could, yeah. But I think I have to renew mine fairly, s- not super soon, but maybe at the end of this year anyway, so. Oh, okay, okay. Mm. Oh, just something to look forward to then. Yes, sir. Last, okay, last question, because this is another little interesting aside that I read. Do you know what happens if you get caught driving without your license? As in, you do have a license, but you just forgot it or something? Um, uh, I think because it's... Mm. Damn, what was it? It's like, because you technically have a license, you just don't carry it with you. Yes, yeah. So, like, it's a it's a, it's a lesser infraction, y- Yes, right? yes. Yeah. Do you want to hazard a guess as to how much you get fined? Five thousand yen. Three thousand yen. Oh, okay. But no penalty points. And oh, really? There's there's no point penalty. It's n- just a straight up fine. Exactly. And according oh, okay. to the article that I read as well, they will probably let you drive back home to collect it. So as in, you don't have mm-hmm. to get out of your car then and get a taxi home. Huh? Yeah, allowed. and then have your car towed or have <laughs> exactly. someone come pick it up for you. Exactly. Yeah. But to any listeners, if you're driving in Japan, carry your license with you. That's um, generally a good good rule of thumb. Yes, sir. Oh, also, it said, according to the article that I read, having a copy of your license is not acceptable in most cases. So you still get fined. Exactly, yeah. Although, I mean, like on, on a practical level it might help speed things along yeah exactly that's you true. Can be like all right you know sorry I'm, i know i'm gonna get the fine but just if you want to look up my info here's a yeah a picture of my license from on my phone exactly yeah 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 that's true yeah so you could maybe keep a copy in your glove box but you still gotta yeah. be wary that yeah. you might face that three thousand yen fine yeah well at least there's no so, so it's not going to affect your insurance or anything, right? Because there's no points. Exactly, just, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But you lose your 3,000 yen. That's a few beers, isn't yeah, it? Well, yeah, so it goes, man, you know. So it goes. That's, a, you know, a steak for two people at Denny's. Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. Well, you're going to be eating ramen that night. Yes, sir. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I guess that about wraps it up for this week. I think so. Yep. So, yeah, thanks to everyone for staying with us, tuning in. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, just find us on on the Twitter, 
Real Japan Guys. Yep. Or on the Instagram as well, Real Japan Guys. Yep. Our uh, website is thereal.jp. Yep. And if you want to email us, it is mail at thereal.jp. Yes, sir. Uh, but yeah, if, uh, nothing else from our boy Ferg, then I guess we'll get going. Yeah, let's wrap it up. All right, so yep, see you, see you all again next week. Goodbye. All right, bye-bye.